Scorpio, it's me, it's me, it's ABC. It looks like we are having a bit of an issue with Blog Talk Radio. And I got the notice on my thing and say we're aware of the issues connected to a running live broadcast. Our engineers are hardworking on a resolution. And obviously, they, have, they haven't worked it out yet. So what I'm going to do is um, still going to do... I'm still going to stay connected to the Blog Talk Radio just in case it's recording. But if it's not, then this will still go up on SoundCloud. There just won't be any music or anything like that, which is fine. Um, so let's get started. It's me, it's me, it's ABC. Welcome to the ABC podcast. I'm broadcasting live on, broad, on Blog Talk Radio. The number, if should the number choose to work, to call in is 563-999-3596. 563-999-3596. Welcome to the ABC podcast, where I take modern dating and I disembowel it for your entertainment. Before we get started, I need to get excuse me, I need to get a few administrative things out of the way first. Right. First of all, we are going to take this and we're going to increase it just a little bit, all right? Just so that there's a little more a little more volume. Now, a lot's happened over for over the last 48 hours here in the ABC world, all right? I put up a new Facebook page. I tried to turn my campaign page into a Facebook page, but Facebook for some reason despite me not really doing anything with my campaign page saw fit to restrict it. I have no clue what that was about, um, but since I don't, since I don't need the campaign page anyway, how did it reset? Why did it reset? You know what? Forget about it. So instead of instead of me going all around the shop makers bench for Facebook, which I literally don't want to do, I just took the campaign page down and then I and then I created a new page called the ABC Podcast. So if you go on Facebook and search the ABC podcast, you're going to see my page. I already put up all of the episodes that I've recorded so far. So if you go to that page and you, for some reason, well, if you're listening on SoundCloud, then this is more for you because the people on Blog Talk Radio can already access the show in the on-demand. However, if you're on SoundCloud and not on Blog Talk Radio, you don't have that feature. So if you're on SoundCloud, Hey, you want to come in? My son is here. My son's still kind of sick, so I've been I've been watching him off and on. So he pops into the studio every now and then when I'm when I'm recording. He's not at daycare today because again he's sick, so he'll be popping in and out. So I'll also, I'll always throw out the offer for him to say hi. He's three years old. What's up? I know, I know. Come on, lay down. All right. Just don't make a whole lot of noise. Is what I got to. I got to put this out to the world. I know you look like you're feeling some kind of way. You want me to turn off the light? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna turn off the light. All right. Okay. Be very quiet. So, like I was saying, um, I put out the, I put out the Facebook thing, and so that's up that's running you can catch all the back shows there and then you can catch all my posts and stuff that you know everybody loves so much i'm gonna stop posting on my private page and i'm gonna start doing it there um the next thing is um i want to shout somebody out and i don't do this often in fact the last time i shouted out somebody i did on veterans day 
and I shouted out all the people that I served with because I served with some of the most honorable men and women that the nation had to offer. And you better ask somebody about Charlie Company 25th ID, 25th BSB. Again, we let the way in all we let the way in all things when we were deployed. All right. And those were again some of the finest, most honorable people that the, this nation offered up to go to go to war, to go to combat. I shouted them out. But I want to shout out somebody else, all right? And this person that I'm going to shout out, I've been following her for a little bit. And I I kind of tracked her because she's she's been making strides to improve herself. And she's been making and she's been posting her her progress and stuff on Facebook and I've been kind of following it. Didn't really interact with her besides like liking a couple of stuff, liking a few things that she put up. But she's really been reacting to the stuff that I've been putting up lately. I've been putting up things, you know, observations and things about modern dating, because this is what I deal with now. Well, with the with the last show that I did, well, actually, with the one post that I put up about um, about women and what they're entitled to, and the other one too, but she put up a couple of long posts. I read one of them, and I said that she was a co-winner. That was yesterday's show, and I said she was a co-winner along with another longtime friend of mine that I've known since about 2012 or 2013, somewhere thereabouts. And so um, I gave her, I gave that post because she wrote a long, she wrote a long rant in response to somebody. And I read that, I read that post on the air yesterday. Well, she made two more posts on her page because she shared my stuff. And I need to read, I was going to, I told her I was going to read one of them. Her name, her name is Sarah. I'm not going to use her last name because for obvious reasons, but her name is Sarah. And she put up two posts that should be the definitive posts that modern women that that just that dictates how modern women should be acting nowadays and they don't and they really need to read this because it's let me just read this but i need to give her i need to give her a shout out because these posts here these posts will end my show <laughs> because my show is everything my show from its from the time I flipped it, probably the time I retire doing this, this is these posts are all I'm is all basically what the show is about. And again, I'm 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 dedicated to helping you improve your romantic realities. This is what I, this is what I want to do. And again, I remember last week I alluded to some um i alluded to some announcements and i still i'm still working out the details but um when i get the details done i'm gonna have an announcement along those lines i really i really want to help you improve your romantic realities but let me work out some of the situations anyway sarah i need sarah i'm going to talk to you i really need to shout you out for these because these posts are so they are so phenomenal that if modern women if modern women read these and and this doesn't spark anything in, in their brains, it's hopeless, all right? And I know I told you when I asked when I asked to use this content, I know I told you I was gonna need, I was gonna use the one, but I feel it in my heart to use both of them because both of them really serve a more complete backdrop to what this show is gonna be about. All right, because I want to talk about this show, I want to talk about 
is um is going to be about sexual market value and i'm going to explain what sexual market value is but in order to understand sexual market value you have to understand the inner workings of it and how sexual market value is actually calculated or how it's actually derived all right because there's two different there's two different markets one for men one for women and the two shall never feel this two completely different things it's like army standards for men army standards for women but the standard of the market for men is different than the market for women and this is something that women don't understand because they don't understand the sexual market value and because they don't understand sexual market value they have a hard time later on in life dating and you can see this on these um on these dating apps like all of the all of the apps all of the profiles and stuff that i read on the weekends you can tell that these women the women that some of the women some of the women get it but other women don't understand sexual market value and it, it reads in their profiles you can you can actually tell just by reading their profiles if they understand it or not so what i'm going to do is i'm going to take both of these posts and i'm going to read them and hopefully by the time i'm done reading both of them if you're a modern woman listening to this take notes all right because this woman here is schooling you guys schooling you all right the first one she put up is well it's in no particular order i think this is the second one the first one i'll read it again but this is the second one. She wrote it as a public service announcement. And she says, Six these days want to have respectable, successful, faithful men who love them, all while regularly going out to clubs, bars, parties, every weekend without their men, dressed like hookers or damn near close to it, while allowing men to buy them drinks, i.e. behaving single, and then wonder why they can't keep those men or are used, or are used for one-night stands. Don't behave single when you have a man. It's disrespectful AF, you know what that means, a disrespectful AF to your man for you to go around dressed like a dressed like a 304, acting like a single chick, advertising your body to other men, accepting drinks from other men, flirting with other men, and putting yourself into situations where you increase the risk for him to either be cheated on or lose you to the next best thing that comes your way. Your man understands men and therefore sees those risks. And when he puts boundaries on your relationships, y'all don't understand his intentions and call him psychotic, controlling, and more for trying to protect you and y'all's relationship. He may trust you, but he doesn't trust the men that are trying to get with you and probably doesn't trust your single friends either. That's a damn good point. Um, it isn't controlling and psychotic to have reasonable relationship boundaries and that ensure, the safe, that ensure the safety of your girlfriend while reducing unnecessary risk to y'all staying together. Absolutely, all right? Going to places where single people meet, get wasted, and hook up is not appropriate when in a relationship, nor is it a necessity for happiness. It is so insulting and disrespectful for your man to behave this way. If you want to drink with your girlfriends, have them over. Have fun. Spend way less money on booze. Another damn good point. We're playing about to the snowman right now. <laughs> he loves the snowman. Um, if you want to drink with your girlfriends, have them over, have fun, spend way less money on booze. I don't know why so I don't know why so many chicks can't understand this. Think about someone other than yourself for a change. That's number one. All right. Let's see. You know, speaking of this Frosty the Snowman song, I really you have to you have to admire um, 
Jimmy Durante for do for making such an iconic song. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Now the next one. Let's see if I can pull up the next one. Okay, the next one. And she put it up the same day. And she says, people need to go back to teaching their daughters that they must stop or not do it in the first place. Stop spreading their legs for every single dude who wants to smash. Men are biologically wired to have an insanely strong de desire to procreate. And they usually blame the men, blame the men for taking advantage. Let's talk about women. The women usually blame the men for taking advantage of the opportunity they're presented instead of taking accountability as women for being easy and going around dressed like 304s who I used to see walking the streets of LA or up and down the beach, Beach Boulevard in OC. I know exactly where she's talking about because I'm from that area. So I know exactly what she's talking about. These women are literally sexually advertising themselves to men while simultaneously putting the blame on men for falling for their marketing techniques, i.e. dressing, speaking seductively, and exuding hypersexuality. Every chick has allowed their own opinions. Every chick has allowed their own opinions. They have a right to be smashed by everyone, but they better not get all butthurt when the reality when reality hits that it comes with 304 status. And human nature slash biology made men to look for purity over 304-ness mainly because of eternity and insurity. And I addressed that in a show. I think I addressed that in a show. If not, I'll if not, I'll get into it in this show because there's a whole thing. So when they find men only want to smash and not date long term or wife them, wife them up, it's their own doing because actions have consequences and they won't be hot forever. True. Um, I'm going to get into that today. So the be they best lower their standards in men if they want to if they want a relationship someday or get a bunch of cats. Sorry for ranting and the crudeness of this topic at, of the topic at hand, but female promiscuity is a huge problem in the Western world. And she wrote that in response to um, me posting, dear women, you're right. Just because a man is nice to you doesn't entitle him to sex. However, just because you're a woman, you're not entitled to free dates, gifts, or access to a man's cash. Those two posts are the definitive posts on how modern women need to act in order to catch a man so they are not alone at 40 with their freaking cats on TikTok crying about how lonely they are. If you want to avoid that, read these posts, internalize these posts, and then make the change. It's really, it's not rocket science, ladies, but you're, you're running around thinking that you could do whatever you want and escape consequences because you've been doing it for so long. But because the, the, um, the sexual market had flipped because of the, uh, because the sexual liberation movement, now you have to reap the consequence, you have to uh, reap the consequences of the actions that you sow. And I hate to say it like that, but it's true. You have to. You have to reap the you have to reap the consequences of the actions that you sow. There is no longer going to be protection for you guys because, like I said, I think it was yesterday. I said if you're going to be strong and independent, that's fine. Just be resigned to the fact that you're going to go this world alone. Because men that are strong and financially independent, they take care of themselves. They have their own. They have to go through this world alone. They have to. They have no choice. You may say, but Jesse, they have wives and. 
Their wives are in a supporting role. They still have to go out and they have to conquer what they conquer. They still have to go out and keep society running independent of women because women aren't capable of keeping society running. It's just not possible. If it were possible, there'd be more women mining. There'd be more women um, logging. There'd be more women plumbing. There'd be more female electricians. There'll be more female oil riggers. There'll be more female tra uh, track layers. Men are doing all of this. Men run the nuclear run, men run the nuclear power plants. Men run the coal power plants. How do you think electricity gets into your Teslas? Men are building the roads for you to drive your Tesla down. Men are maintaining the infrastructure of the internet that you use for your OnlyFans. So women, take a step back. If you don't need a man, if you're so strong and independent, prove it. Don't get all butt hurt when you start reaping the consequences of the actions that you sow. If you don't want to be strong and independent, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with going back to being a tradcon. There's really not. In fact, it's probably a more honorable thing, right? Especially if you're into the fact that you're into the thought of a man taking care of you, which a lot of women are. And it gets stronger as women get older. That, 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 that inkling be taken care of, that desire to be taken care of by a man gets stronger as a woman gets older, which is a shame because as a woman progresses through her education, gets her bachelor's, gets her master's, gets her PhD, by the time she gets out of that, she's, she's probably well over 30. She has to get into her career, do internships. Hopefully she did internships while she was getting her thing. But even if she did internships while she was getting her PhD, she's still going to need some tenure, some job some time on the job to reach tenure. So by that time, she's 38. She really has a strong desire to have a man take care of her, but still wants to be financially strong and financially independent woman. She still wants to make that claim because of all that she's accomplished. All the while being in her masculine energy and not being able to attract a man because she can't attract a good man because good men don't want the masculine energy. Can't have two bulls in one pen. So she goes out into the dating market, and she figures out that no man wants to deal with her because A, she's old, B, she's masculine. So there we go. If you're going to take the family route, and there's nothing wrong with it, there's nothing wrong with stopping short of your master's, maybe get an associate's degree. So you, so you learn something. Find a man in college that's going to do something. Stick with him. Stay with him through his career progression, support him, be there for him, be sweet, be nice, be fit, be friendly, be all that he wants you to be. He'll take care of you. He'll take you all the way through his life of building. And then when, when you're 40 and he's 45, you're 45 and he's 50, whatever the case may be, he has, he has it and he's bringing you along for the ride. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But guess what he's not going to do? He's not going to pick up, despite what, despite what Julia Roberts and, um, despite what Julia Roberts and Richard Gere were saying back in the eighties. He's not going to take a three hundred four and want to wife her up. Why? Because why would he want somebody with a high body count, a bunch of men in her past that may or may not still be still be hovering around her life, when he could take somebody younger. Somebody maybe a little hotter, maybe a little thinner, maybe a little more friendly, maybe a little more feminine. Without so much baggage, without so much emotional and physical baggage going on with her. 
because let's get real. I've been in the medical field for well over 40 years. I've been in and around hospitals and I've seen the effects of hypersexuality. Hypersexuality, there are two things that age women, right? You see a lot of women. If you see a lot of women, especially if you go to these dating, some of these dating sites, I'm sorry, I'm making this kind of a rant. I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to talk about, um, I know I'm going to talk about sexual market value, but I really need to get this out the way. God is putting this all by heart. You see a lot of women and they say I'm 44, but they look like they're 65. Why is that? A, if you see, if you ask them, you can bet your, you can bet vital parts of your anatomy that if they have something more than a master's, they have a, I mean, yeah, if they have something more than a bachelor's, they either have a master's or a PhD. And then they are high accomplishers in their career. But all of that puts stress on you. All of that, all of that ages you. Going to school and dealing with that ages you. And then graduating, getting that job, that ages you. And then the stress of going through the career progression and all the stresses that, that come with that, that ages you. Not only that, when you're in college and you're sleeping around with all these guys, that ages you. So you see these women, they say they're 45 and they're looking, they say they're 40, 45 years old and they look like they're 60, 65 years old because they went through all of that. Now, what man is going to want a 45-year-old woman that looks like she's 65, has all these men in her past, was a three, was act, going, running around in the clubs drinking, which also ages you as well, drinking, drinking, smashing, doing all this stuff, putting age on, putting age and mileage and wear and tear on her body, and then putting further wear and tear on her body, um, going through career progression and going through educational progression and career progression. So by the time she's 40 and she looks like she's 60 and she, she's trying to step to you saying, baby, let's do something. You look so good. And then you're, the man's looking past her at the next girl who's younger, hotter, didn't go through all of that so that he can take her all the way through. And she'll probably, again, it's always been my contention that you lose, for a woman, every 10 years, you lose a point on your looks. That's going to become, that's going to become important later. But you're acting like what Sarah put out. And by the time you're done with that, and you look old, and you look haggardly, you look tired, and you're trying to and you're trying to find a man that's trying to that that you need to fit into your little bubble, with all your demands. And then you find that man, you find out that that man don't even want you, because you made so many demands, that you found that man that checked all that demand, all those demands, and that. He found somebody else with the same demands that's a little thinner, a little younger, a little more feminine, a little more friendly, and he passes you up for that. Now you tell me, ladies, how does that play out with respect to your life's end stage? You being 45 years old and in the middle of your midlife about to go downhill. Go to my Facebook, if you if you want, go to my Facebook, or you can email me, Jesse at J Ramsey ABC. Send me an email and just let me know how that's going to play out. Just go into go into your head, do a little bit of future, just go do a little bit of foresight, write it down and email to me. Let me know how that's going to how that's going to work out. Sarah, that those two those two posts. Man, I wish I could promote the crap out of those posts because I absolutely would. Sarah, you're a good woman. 
and your boyfriend is very, very, very lucky to have somebody like you. Take the advice that I put out in the show, implement it. And I know you do because you're just that kind of woman, just from just from the things that I've seen. But keep it up. Keep caring for him. Keep loving him. He's going to keep loving you. You're going to you're going to be married 50, 60, 70 years. I guarantee it. The last thing is, um, you know what? Never mind. I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna get into what I'm just gonna get into the show. Time for my main lecture. Sexual market value. And I know my my three year old son's in the room, and I'm talking about this, but again, I didn't plan on him. Didn't plan on him being here. He was supposed to be in daycare right now. I mean, I did plan on him when I scheduled the show, and now the show's running. There's nothing really I can do about this, but sexual market value, right? That was sexual. What is sexual market value and how is it, how is it derived and how is it assigned, right? A lot of people don't understand this. I have about ooh, 36 minutes to do this. So sexual market value governs everything romantic. It wasn't always the case. Maybe it was in this, in this, in Western society, but it wasn't as prominent. See, men, before the whole sexual revolution, the sexual liberation, sexual revolution, whatever you want to call it, sexual liberation movement, the sexual revolution, feminist revolution, whatever, feminist, whatever, right? Before any of that jumped off, the sexual, the sexual market value was determined by a woman's willingness to be a wife and a man's willingness to be a provider protector. Looks be damned, education be damned, whatever. And I did, and on the, I did a previous show where I talked about arranged marriages and things like that, and how marriages with arranged marriages it was all about asset, asset merging, right? You, your family has land. This family has land. We're gonna marry these two kids, and by the time we're done, by the time we're done and we're dead, these two kids will inherit all the land, and it'll be a bigger kingdom. It was basically the gist of it, right? The gist of the arranged marriage in like feudal societies and things like that. Um, in caste systems, well, I hate saying in caste systems, but like in there are places where like arranged marriages are arranged not for land, but still for some kind of wealth. So two rich families, like two rich Arabian, I would say Arabian, but two rich Muslim families or something, their kids will start courting because this family's rich and that family's rich. So by the time they're married and the parents die off, they can blend all of the family assets and have a bigger fortune. That's basically the gist of the arranged marriages. In Western and American society, it kind of went like that, except for we had the freedom and prosperity to be able to ignore what what was put on the table as far as offerings for marriages dowries and things like that and we felt and we married people we married people because we loved them and not because of what the families had before before they used to marry for what the families had and they'd work out love later but now we work out love first and then what families have later right from the sexual revolution, now it's about what you're bringing to the table. And what you're bringing to the table is determined by something called sexual market value or SMV for short, right? So how does this work? Because 
in modern times, and it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon because the feminist movement ain't going nowhere, so it's not going to change anytime soon. But the sexual market, everything romantic is governed now by the sexual market, and everybody's prescribed a certain value. Now, the way I come up, and different values, everybody has a different a different system for how they value people. Remember what, go back to my show, it might have been a show after Clown Simpson Panda Bears, but one of them, one of my shows, and even if you go way back, back to where I talked about political things, I made two shows. One's on Block Talk Radio, one's on SoundCloud, and they are economics class for people who never took economics classes. Pay attention to the second one, the one on SoundCloud, because I talk about how value is derived. And then I talk about, and then the next day, I think I, I, or the next weekend, I did a show about how people, how people are valued. And I said that women are overinflating their own value to their detriment. You go back, you, you can hear it. Sexual market, that, that's because I base everything off the sexual market value. And women don't understand sexual market value. This is why they end up hyperinflating themselves and contributing to this phenomenon called hoflation. Now, we're not going to go into that part. But women need to know exactly how it is, especially in the sexual marketplace, how men value them. Because it's not how they value, it's not how you value yourself in the sexual market. See, everybody thinks that because they, because they, um, and I might actually go into a whole hour and a half here, but because they think that they're so high value, they think that they deserve, I'm talking modern women here, they think that they deserve a high-value man because they think they're so high-value. The reason why they think they're so high-value is because they were raised by parents who would say, oh, you're so special. Oh, you're a princess. Oh, you do nothing wrong because that's your little girl. I mean, your little girl doesn't do anything wrong. So you coddle your little girl. You tell her she's special. She tell, you call her princess. You say you do anything for her. And you do this for your daughter, and your daughter comes up thinking that she's this special little unicorn. Until she gets to the, and it's all good, until she gets to the dating market. It gets to the dating scene. And the dating scene is governed by something called sexual market. And when she gets out on the sexual market, she figures it out that she's one of the flock. That she's assigned a value. And maybe, just maybe, she's not as special as any of the others. And I liken it to this. I liken it to the stock market. Now, you start up a corporation, you think that your corporation provides this wonderful service, this valuable service that nobody can do without. And maybe you do some business and you get some clientele and your clientele gives you five-star reviews and everything. You're just a small, you're just a small business. You decide, to take, you decide to take a corporate because your customers are so happy and you're making all this money and and things and so you want to take it you want to take it corporate get some investments um go national do all this do all these things make zillions of dollars right so you go and you take it and you take it and you put it on the stock market but all of a sudden nobody's invested why do you know how many other companies just like yours are on the stock market what makes you stand out from them why would somebody invest in you being the startup over them that's already established? Now, there is a little flaw in that analogy, and I'll get to that later, but suffice it to say that 
the purpose was not to estimate your worth down the line. The, the purpose of the analogy was that you think that you're, you think that you're the special entity. And then when you get out to the dating market, where you get out to the dating scene where the sexual market takes over and you're not as, you're not as special as you think. Now, how is sexual market value derived? Well, sexual demark, sex, I say, and other people, other people have their own, I get it, other, other people have their ways of assigning value to somebody, just like everybody has their own, their own way of a, assigning value to like cars and jewelry and things like that. That's why we can't have a universal agreement on how much, on how much a diamond bracelet should cost when you resell it or how much a car should cost when you resell it. That's why there's something called negotiation. But you need to know how to ascribe value to something. So how do you ascribe value? How do you prescribe value to something? Well, you look at it and you say, okay, is it worth something to me? And is it worth something to other people? And is it worth something for what it is, right? Usually that's the three criteria that I use. If I'm looking at a car, I say, do I like this car? Or is this one of the cars that, that I hold dear? Like a 1971 Chevy Chevelle SS. Love that car. It's my favorite car ever. I look, I go and I look at, an, I look at a 71 Chevelle SS. And I'm trying to say, I'm trying to figure out how much I'm going to pay this person to buy this car. I look at this 71 Chevelle SS and I say, this is my favorite car, so it has meaning to me. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Well, this person's selling his car; it may not have as much meaning to him as it does to me because he's selling it. It may have some meaning, but not as much, right? But it does have some meaning to him because, for some, maybe he maybe is his high school car, or what, whatever the case may be. And then I say, does it have value because it's a '71 Chevelle and it's an iconic Chevrolet? It's one of the iconic muscle cars. Yes, yes, and yes. If that's true and it's in mint condition, you can probably get about 10 grand for that old, old, old car. Because it's a 71 Chevelle. People love it. Including me. Now, if it's something like an old, old beat-up Volkswagen Rabbit, and I just need something to get around, it may not mean much to him. may not mean much to me because I... My first car was a rabbit, but you know, the old hard tops, I'm just not really not a fan of them. But I just need to get around. And because it's a Volkswagen rabbit, there are some people who like the rabbits, but overall, the market for old Volkswagen rabbits just isn't there like they are for the old 71 Chevelles. So you won't, you won't pay more than eight, $900 for a really good condition Volkswagen rabbit. That's how value, that's basically the rundown of how value is assigned. With people, it's kind of the same thing along different parameters. So with people, with well, there are two sets of parameters. One set of parameters for women, one set of parameters for one set of parameters for men. Now, the parameters for women goes as such. You get the way I do it to keep it simple is I assign I assign a score from one to ten on four different on four different criteria. Number one, the face. Fresh out of the shower, no makeup. What do I give you? What do I rate your face on a scale of one to 10? Five is average. If 
five is the everyday woman. Four is below average. That's the genetically unlucky ones. And then over five is above average. Those are according to increasing degrees, varying degrees, varyingly increasing degrees of genetic luck. You'll get a six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Your tens are for your, the tens are rare. The tens are your Ariana Grande's, your Zendaya's, um, those people. I'm not saying that I want to sleep with Ariana Grande or Zendaya, but those are beautiful girls. Um, Scarlett Johansson, I'm really not a big fan of her. I'm more of an, an old classic Kathy Ireland, Brooke Shields, uh, circa 1982, um, Jennifer Connelly, circa 1987, um, Julia Roberts, circa 1994, that, right? So that's what I would consider 10. People disagree, that's fine. They have their own standards. That's cool. But suffice it to say, just think of the most beautiful person you've ever, you've ever seen, either on screen, on radio, whatever, out in the world. That most beautiful person that you've ever seen, you would you would assign a ten, and then everything just kind of falls into place underneath that. So figure out fresh out fresh face out of the shower, fresh out of the shower, no makeup. How would you rate a lot of women that I see, like my own girlfriend? My own girlfriend's above average. I give her a six, and there's a reason why I give her a six. When she was when back when she was younger, I would give I would have gave her. A, I thought she was really cute. Wouldn't give her an eight because eight is up there. Eight is up there with with Scarlett Johansson and and Brie Larson and them. Though Brie Larson and Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, I consider eight. She wasn't an eight. I'd say she was a seven when she was when she was twenty, between twenty and twenty five. But like I say, and I wholeheartedly believe this, and I see this in women, you lose a point every ten years. So she was an eight when she was twenty, when she was thirty. Came down to down seven, still above average. She's almost forty now. Six. She's still above average. She's still an above average woman. Down around average, just because age is starting to set in. But she's still above average to me. So fresh face out of, and that's fresh face out of the shower, no makeup. Now makeup can make makeup can put a point on you, depending on if you're good at it or not. Some women just make themselves look like clown. It actually, it's actually a detractor. But again, fresh face out of the shower, six. That's my girlfriend. Other women, some women are just genetically lucky. And fresh face out of the shower, they're an eight. Brooke Shields was that way when she was young, when she was in her 20s. Uh, Julia Roberts, in her late 20s, she was that way. Um, you know, fresh face out of the shower, she's an eight. Nine. Kathy Ireland, I would definitely say she was a 10. Um, what was the other, who was the other? Christy Brinkley, definitely a 10, fresh face out of the shower back in like circa like 1984, 1985. So there's that. 1 to 10, fresh face out of the shower. What would you rate your face? Scale of 1 to 10. Next is body, fitness. And that is from 1, where you are 5'4", north of 300, right? I get it. I get it. There is a small, there's a market for bigger women. It's small, but it's there. All right. So some men will see a bigger woman, somebody north of 300, and give her a high score. I get that. Point stipulated. But I'm saying for me, a one would be somebody 5'4 north of 300. 
or maybe between five four, five seven, or three hundred. A ten in fitness would be five four, about one fifteen, with mus muscular, not bodybuilder muscles, but she's one fifteen with with muscular definition because she's been working out. Not body again, not bodybuilder WWE diva style, but just enough so that you can see you can see her muscle. You can see her muscles through her skin, but she still has a feminine a demure feminine thinness. That's a ten in body to me. All right, fresh face out of the shower, fitness in the body. How friendly is she? One where she's just a raging feminist, a raging feminazi. Or 10, where she's Melania Trump. Melania Trump, I hold a 10 in, a, in friendliness and femininity. Melania Trump gets a 10 in both. Um, whereas one in femininity is like your butch or your tomboy, those kind of things. Some girls, or your, 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 um, your PhDs and your marketing managers that have spent way too much time in their masculine energy. That's a one in femininity. Whereas a 10 in femininity is somebody who you know would make a great mother, who has that nurturing side, who has that caring side, and is 24 hours a day that. So one to 10. You get 40 total points. Men get 40 points too. I'm going to tell you how that goes in a minute. But men, but women, you get out of, to me, you get out of 40 points. And I take the aggregate of those scores, I'll say you're, you know, let's say you're a seven across the board, right? You're young, you know, you're young, you keep yourself up. You're not Julia Roberts, 1985 style, but still you, but still you keep yourself up. So you get sevens across the board. You get 28, 28 out of 40. Yeah, 28 out of 40. There's a little bit, I think it's like, what is that, 60? What is that? Sixty-three. Let me let me do my calculator real quick. So I don't feel like doing this math in my head. I have a headache, probably from what's it called? But let's see, twenty-eight divided by forty, because I always do division. And twenty-eight divided by forty, yeah, seventy. That is a sexual. That is a raw sexual value score of seventy. Seventy is enough to close a, close deals with a lot of with a lot of guys. However, you're not going to close the deals with the guys that are eighties. You're just not going to. Not a 70. Now, with the guys, again, we're judged on a different set of criteria. One is one is our job and how much we're burning. Why? Because guys are mostly judged on their ability to provide and protect. Now, guys, their fit the guy's face matters not as much, but it's still one to ten. The guy's fitness matters, but not as much as women's. That still gets one to ten. However, parent income is a big thing my current career is a big thing and those are the four those are the four that are those are the four criteria that are used that are levied against men the face of fitness the career and the and the current earnings and if you keep yourself in the gym you have a 10 body or because you know, 10 bodies like the rock um jason momoa so that's a 10 body one body's like Danny DeVito, whatever, right? So let's say you get, you say you keep, keep yourself in the gym, you get an eight, right? Let me clear this. Let me clear this out. Okay, man, you keep yourself in the gym. So you get an eight, you get an eight in your body. You're muscular. You got it going on there. 
not Jason Momoa style, but you still got it going. All right, so hey. Most men will rate themselves a four or five in the face department. A lot of women will look at a man and say, he's pretty handsome. So let's say you get a seven. And they're handsome because you're young, you're good, you have that, you have that jaw like jawline like um like that guy Cavill. No Cavill, yeah. Cavill, Henry Cavill, Superman. Um, so so we'll give you a seven, right? For that. You finish college or you're about to finish college, you're about to get your doctorate in neurosurgery, right? And you're gonna be a neurosurgeon. You're doing your internship, so all is on track. So you're gonna get it, you'll get a nine for career. Oh wait. Pop, 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 clear entry. Uh seven, you get a nine for career. And then for your income, yeah, you're just doing internships. So you're doing you're getting a five, right? Plus five and that 29 hold on uh let's try it again seven yeah you get a seven there you get an eight on your body you get a let's give you eight on your career trajectory because you will be a neurosurgeon and then your income is a five because you're not there yet yeah so 28 yeah you're right 28 out of 40, right? Divided by 40. This is because you're young and you haven't really been established yet. You're still 70. At 70, at 70, you can close a lot of the 70s that, again, you can close a lot of the 70s that are, that according to the criteria I laid out for the women earlier, rewind it and listen to it. That's what it is. But you're not really going to close out a whole lot of, a whole lot of women that are super fine. But 70 is a, 70 is a lot. Now, Let's say, for all intents and purposes, because again, men age slower than women, so their looks don't decline as fast, biological fact, unless you're president of the United States. That's the only job stressful enough to age men 10, no, I think 14 years and eight, something like that. It's the only job that can do that, president of the United States. Barring, barring him being president of the United States, he should be able to keep his looks somewhat, right? But let's say he's 50, right? He's 50, 45, 50 years old. Let's say he's 50 years old. He's a neurosurgeon. He's making top dollar. He's making $350,000 a year. So let's say he's got a six in the face, right? Kid, 50 years old, above average guy. But he's still 50. Still kept himself in the gym. So we'll still give him a seven. Yeah, let's give him a seven body. That's good. 50 years old. Kept himself in the gym, but he's, since he's a neurosurgeon, doesn't have too much time to dedicate like he was in college, but he still kept himself up. So seven in the body. However, he's a neurosurgeon making $345,000 a year. So that there will give him 10 plus 10 divided by 40 and that there yeah that there's a perfect 40. i don't know how that's a perfect 40 i may have added that wrong but equals oh there we go 82. 82 is enough to pull the 80s in the women you understand how this works now what happens with sexual what happens with sexual market value over time and this is the important part this is the part that, and I got nine minutes to explain this. 
this is the part that a lot of people don't understand. Those raw scores are just numbers, all right? Those numbers are assigned on a rudimentary basis, whereas um, these scores are not set in, and these, and these scores are not set in stone. So what's an 82 now for women right now will be a 60 down the road. Why? Because women lose their looks over time. And looks are some of the most important things that a man looks for, some of them. Fit friendly, feminine, and face. I say the 4S, 4F clip. Other people, some people boil it down to fit, friendly, feminine. That's fine. I say fit, friendly, feminine, and face, fresh out the shower. Boom, right? Ladies, as you age, that fitness sometimes, but definitely the face, deteriorates over time. And it's even, again, like I said early in the podcast, it's accelerated when you have to do things like go through the stresses of school, the stresses of sleeping around, the stresses of the job, the stresses of advancement, and all that comes with that, and then the stresses of aging. That's why some people, like why, like I said, there's some people that that look that are 45 that look 60. It's just go on some of these dating sites and you'll see it. They'll say, oh, age 44, and they look like they're like 60, right? You'll see it. And then they come out with their sexual market value of like 40, real low sexual market value, thinking they can command whatever whatever man they want. They expect a, a man in well into the 80s. And it's not going to happen because the man that's in the 80s is looking for a woman in the 80s. That's the simplest way I can explain sexual market value. And the reason why I excoriated Dr. Laura so much was because She's telling these women, she's setting these women on a path. Let me say this. Let me say this instead. She's setting, she's setting certain women on a path to, to, the, to the sexual market where there's nothing for them. Why? Because they're, in their, they're somewhere in their 40s, not just age, but sexual market value. It's like, according to the criteria I laid out, their sexual market value is somewhere in the 40s, between 40 and 50, their raw score. And they expect something in the 70s and 80s, and it's not going to happen because 70s and 80s seek their own. Water seeks its own level. That's the best way that I can explain that. Water seeks its own level. So when you have these 40s looking at these 80s, and these 80s are looking past these 40s at other 80s, and then the 40s are now sitting around with their cats and their wine wondering what's going on, is because you took crappy advice and you left the man who took you as you were and was going to keep you at 40. But you left him thinking there was something else, and there's nothing else for you because your sexual market value is 40. You can only get other 40s. You're not going to get anything better than what you left. Because if your man was a 60 and you were a 40, and you left him thinking you're going to get a 70, it's not going to happen. You're not going to get anything higher than 60. So when you get out on that, when you get out in that market, you're divorced, you gain some weight, you're now old, you've, you've got some wrinkles and some crow's feet going on, and you're thinking you're going to catch this man that is in the 70s and 80s, or God forbid, even in the 90s. And this is a fallacy that younger women make. That's a, or this, this is a delusion that a lot of younger women live in, but it's really a delusion older women live in. Not as many, but still. Young women, you better be in your 90s if you want to want to catch a man in his 90s. 
I'm not talking age, I'm talking value. Ladies, I will encourage you. I'm going to end on this note. Ladies, if you get married, and let's say it was good in the beginning. It was good in the beginning. You guys had fun and you were idealistic and the romance was good and you just love this man that this man loves you and you're just having so much fun together. And then the years go on and you have kids and you settle into routines and getting the kids to school and soccer practice and haggling over dinner, having guests over, and and maybe your sex life kind of falls off because of all the responsibilities and the bills need to be paid, the appointments need to be kept. And again, the kids are growing up, they gotta to go to school and they gotta to go to their sports practice. And oh, did we bring the did we bring the stuff for the um where they get together with the Joneses and all this stuff. And, you know, life settles in and you get, you get into a routine and all of a sudden, you know, your sex like kind of falls, kind of falls through and you don't do it as much anymore. And then your man, he comes home because his, his, his day was hard at work because he's advancing his career to work. It just gets harder. And he just wants to come and he wants, he wants to sit down and watch the game and he plops his clothes on the floor and he's into the basketball game. He's watching the Warriors beat the Bulls and, you're sitting there, you got the kids and you're trying to make dinner and you're looking at him with this game and you're wishing that after 50, 60 hours a week, oh, why can't he just help me with these kids in this house? And it puts a strain. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at this man and you're just, you're disenfranchised and you realize you've come to a realization, a false realization, but you come to a realization that you're not happy. And you think that you see other guys out there, other women are happy out there with their men, and you think you're going to get some of that. So you say, you know what? I'm not happy with. I'm not happy in my relationship. I'm. I. I'm. I'm sorry, but I need to leave you because I just need to be happy somewhere else. And so you filed a divorce because eighty. I want to say eighty. Somewhere between eighty and eighty-five percent of divorces are initiated by women, filed by women. So you're a woman. You filed. You filed for divorce. You think you're going to get. You think you're going to get something better than what your husband was, something more exciting, something, something more, something better in bed, something more active in bed and can treat you like you feel like you deserve to be treated. So you get out on the, you get out in there, sexual market value takes over. Men are looking at you being 40, 45, 50. You got wrinkles, you got gray hairs, you put on some weight, you got these kids that now you're trying to haggle over child support. You got this ex and you think a guy that is worth his salt, that can take you on trips, that can take you back and put you in a nice house, put you in a nice car, take you to Cancun, take you to Greece, take you to Milan, take you to Tokyo. You think this man is going to look at you being 40, 45 with these kids, with this weight, with this ex and think you think he's going to sign up for that. And I hate to I hate to say it that way, but it's absolutely true. Your sexual market value declines, declines over time. Whereas men, men's sexual market value increases. Why? Because as he, as time goes by, he's going to advance in his career. He's going to be able to save his money. He's going to, he's going to start seeing the, the returns on his investments after a 30 year CD, after, uh, um, after a 10 year uh, treasury note or a 10 year bond, after he puts, he puts, um, Ten, fifteen thousand dollars into various companies that are growing, and now he's seeing, um, now he's seeing a price of earnings, an increasing price of earnings ratio. So he's getting all this money, 
And if he doesn't have too stressful of a job, he's going to keep his looks. His sexual market value is going up. So that by the time he's 45 and 50, all these women are looking at him because he's handsome. He's well-built because he kept himself in the, he kept himself in the, in the gym. And he has all this money. He has a house. He has a couple of cars and he's single. Now you tell me what man, and I want to, I want to do this comparison. And again, if you have a, if you have a legit answer to this question, I want you to email this to me or post it on my uh, Facebook wall. What man would want a 40, 40, 40 something, 50 something year old woman that looks like she's 60 or 65 with kids, with some extra weight, with this ex versus which woman would want a handsome, albeit older man, still handsome, still nice body. He's, he's far in his career. He's making all kinds of money. He has a nice house and a couple of really nice cars, a couple of Mercedes, maybe a BMW. Again, sexual market value dictates everything. And as time goes on, ladies, you lose that leverage, which is why I will always encourage you when it comes to you being married to this man and you're over 40, you do whatever you need to do. Go back to yesterday's show, please, because I gave you the, I gave you all of the keys to keep yourself married for 50 years. So go back to that show and listen to the advice I give you, especially at the end. Listen to the last 20 minutes of my show. That last 20 minutes of, my, of yesterday's show will keep you married for 50 years. Do not divorce your husband if you're over 40. Do not do it. Do you do whatever work you need to do? Get your husband back into your fold. And it starts with doing the things that I laid out the last show. When I say on my last show, go back in my last show and listen. Listen to the last 20 minutes. If you do that, you will bring your husband back into the fold and you will improve your marriage. I guarantee it. Don't get, don't get back out in that sexual market and you 40, 45 years old and thinking you're th that you're going to be able to get what it is you're looking for. Ain't going to happen. Why? The sexual market value priced you right out of the game. I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. Um, you can follow me on soundcloud follow me here on block talk radio um i'm not sure why my music didn't play but that's cool i'm gonna try to play my music anyway i'm gonna try to play my outro music anyway um so follow me on facebook i put up again i put up the new facebook page tech um j at no search the abc podcast it's there it's not j ramsey abc j ramsey abc will take you to my other page my personal public page um they'll take you to that but I do have a page just for the podcast where I put the, um, the post from Blog Talk Radio, the shows, and then I'll start from here on out putting, linking you to the SoundCloud shows as well. So follow me, Blog Talk Radio. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on SoundCloud. I am also on Apple Music. Tomorrow, Apple Music. I'm on my Apple Podcast. So subscribe to me on Apple Podcast if you like my content. Um, I When I got into this, I said... Here's the, here's the last thing. I was going to say this in the beginning, but it's, it's kind of on my heart to say. Um, when I started this, I wanted to do, I wanted, this is just therapy for me. This is just, this is just me giving out my opinions, making me feel better. You know, kind of trying to talk myself through some things that have just been on my mind. So this is why I do this an hour, an hour every day. I didn't do this to like, I didn't do this to 
make millions of dollars or anything like that like other people are doing youtube youtube influencers and tiktok influencers and things like that uh, that's not what this was i start this is not why i started this however the the more i do this the more i realize that i want to do this and i would love nothing more than to be able to do this for you on a permanent basis but in order to do that I would have to clear enough money so that I can like legit quit my job and then I can dedicate my life to building this for you, helping you. Because one thing that I want to do, again, Kevin Samuels, Kevin Samuels died. Rest in peace, my man. That was a godfather. Um, Dr. Laura, I turned on her, but she's still getting kind of old. She's not going to be, she's not going to do this forever. When she's gone, who's going to be there? Who's going to be there to help people through their relation? relationships and their romantic angst i want to be that but in order for me to be that i I would there was nothing more than i would there's nothing i would like more to be able to do that for you on a permanent basis but i can't do it because i have bills and rent and all this stuff that i have to pay so i keep a job so this is why i limit it to the way i limit it um if it's on your heart to donate if you like my content and you want and you want to see me do this 24 hours a day because you genuinely like my content and you think I'm genuinely helping you, then my I do I do cash app right now. And my cash tag is I guess that dollar sign J Ramsey ABC. If it's on your heart to donate. If it's not, no worries. If so, I wholeheartedly appreciate it. I may shout you out on the show too. Um but that's where I stand with that. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to monetize my content and when I started I didn't want to but I feel like I want to do this on a permanent basis for you so this is why this is why I want to do this I'm overtime I know I get it I'm overtime but um that's just something that I I kind of wanted to put out there so again and if and if I get enough subscribers oh that's the next thing um thank you for those of you who do listen to me, because you push, you're pushing me up the algorithm on Blog Talk Radio. I checked it, and I was the number two suggestion on in my in my category. So, and that's you guys. You guys did that for me. So, I thank you wholeheartedly. Let's keep this going. Let's keep let's now get me pushed up the algorithm on the main page, so that you know more people will get my you know more people will get my content. So, listen to me. All the way through, listen to the ad at the end. That helps me go up the if you know if you can't donate, that does more f- for me, just pushing me up the algorithm right now so that I can make my way up the main page. I'm already at the top of these category. Now I want to be up on the top. Now I want to climb the ranks of the main page. So if you guys can do that to me and just go back and listen to my shows and stuff like that, I wholeheartedly appreciate that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Catch me tomorrow, tomorrow, Saturday, two hour special. We're going to do, um, we're going to do plenty of fish. I'm going to do women who wreck good men and that'll be it. I'm ABC. I'm out. Go out and make the dating world a better place.